Welcome to the Selling with Influence podcast, where we show you how to sell more of your products and services consistently, predictably, and profitably without having to offer discounts, quote, lower margins, or compete on price in a race to the bottom just to get the business. My name is Dwayne Huff, founder and CEO of Influence Seminars, and I am your host. Hey guys, super excited to bring you this second interview episode of the Selling with Influence podcast. I have a very special guest today, a good friend of mine. Uh, We've done business together. I've actually worked for him and worked with him. He's uh, a CEO of Yellow Jacket, which you can find them at yellowjacketcase.com. I don't want to spoil it for you. He's going to talk a little bit about this, but this guy, the reason I brought him on other than just being a tremendous human being, he's an amazing salesperson. He he started at the bottom in sales, worked his way up to president of the company, to CEO of the company, to owner of the company, bought the company, sold the company, transitioned into a new company, has been frontline just like you and me, selling and uh, has some great wisdom to share with us. I'm so excited for you to hear from my good friend, Mr. Joey Job. Cheers, brother. Cheers, Joey. Thanks for joining Cheers, me, man. You got enjoy it, brother. Enjoy it. Thank you for inviting mm-hmm. me. Yeah. So um, I'm so glad to have you here on this episode because we talk about selling in a different way of doing it that, that most people just are not in that space, right? And, and something different and unique perspective-wise, you know, that's why I wanted to have you on here because your, your selling career goes way back right? Yep. And it's brought you on a journey that most people do not see. You've been very blessed and very fortunate. And, and and so I want to highlight that, but I, without jumping in the middle of it, I just want to bring us all the way back to the beginning of your sales career. What were you doing before you were selling? Before you entered the sales profession, what were you doing? So like, um, you know, if I go back to you know, my youth, mm-hmm. high school grad, yep. no opportunity for college, mm. And so I just went straight to work. Yeah. First started out in the oil patch. Yeah. Mid eighties, it was dead. So. Mm. Okay. And I and I just you know I figured you know I need to try to get some kind of experience to build a resume. Yeah. So I, I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to try to do something in management, or sales. Okay. And I applied around for different things. First job I got was actually a management job, but then after that, yeah. I wanted to give my hand a try at sales. Okay. So I got a sales job at Pepsi Cola in Baton Rouge. Okay. Which was, you know, a distant second behind Coca-Cola in Baton Rouge. Okay. But I was a Pepsi sales guy for a few years. Nice, did not know that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, back then, of course, I didn't know what I know now. Yeah. But I I was very motivated. Mm -hmm. I was very driven. I uh, worked really hard. And uh, there was no training at the company to mm-hmm. train you how to sell, right? which is a problem, I think, industry-wide. I don't think most companies invest proper training into their people. Gotcha. I think that's a common thing. <laughs> that's going to be stated. <laughs> and so I, uh, you know, I worked hard. Like most sales guys would stop at 3 o'clock in the day. Mm-hmm. I would keep going, get in as many sales calls as I could consistently. So trying to, trying to, front to outwork everybody. Absolutely. I, want my, you know, I set some goals, yeah. but not necessarily... You know, super specific targets, right. but I had goals like sure. to, I wanted to be the most successful sales guy in our group in terms of, you know, sales. what sales were. Sure. I wanted to be, you know, the obvious choice in the event there was an opportunity for a promotion, you know, so I just worked really, really hard. Of course, I wanted to make more money. 
And so I was super driven. I never accepted the fact that we were a distant second in Baton Rouge to go cold. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you have the, if you have a mindset of defeat, you're not going to really be successful. So in my brain, I got up every day to take on that giant. Yeah. And, uh, and battled him. Yeah. And battled him. You know, I would get, I would pick up shelf space. I would pick up end caps. I would pick up displays that other sales guys weren't picking up. Yeah. Because I don't think they had the confidence to ask for those things because we were such a distant gap between us yeah. and Co. Yeah. So, 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 so from the beginning, it started with a belief that, hey, even though it looks like this, I know it can be different. Yeah. As opposed to some people coming out of the gate saying, hmm, we're kind of the underdog here. I don't know if we're going to be able to win. And, and I was the only, not bragging, but, you know, I was young and I just worked hard, but consistently the only sales guy that, that hit the numbers. And exceeded the numbers. That's good. And so, so you got that foundation. So I, had a, I had a work ethic, and yeah. I had a, a a passion and a belief and a loyalty to my brand. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Coca Cola was not allowed in my house. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't. You were a product of the product. Hey, bro, and I like I liked Coca Cola until That's I went great. to work for Pepsi. That's great. You know, like um, uh, my wife at the time, uh, she had this babysitter uh -huh. who had. A, I came home from work, and there was a two liter in the refrigerator of coke okay and i'm out there all day bro. i'm leaving it on the mat pepsi and i'm battling those son of a guns and i respectfully i don't of course of course respectfully okay. yeah this is competition but yeah you know we battling yeah for sure and i walked in i opened the fridge i'm like you gotta be kidding me <laughs> took the coke took the top off <laughs> dumped it in the sink that's good babysitter comes in next day what is going on why does she keep dumping out my cokes and anna goes you need to stop bringing those cokes in there because uh because coke because <laughs> don't drink coke is not paying the bill. Not a lot in the house. Pepsi. So, so yeah. loyalty yeah, you know, sure. is important sure. and just sure. a passion and a belief in what you're doing. and Very cool. You know? So it's, it laid a good foundation for things. you. Was, it was my first sales job and I learned an incredible lot just from, you know, it, what you can do yourself. Yeah. Just by self-training, self-study, read some books about sales. I didn't know. The psychology of sales and sure. all that is when I really started studying that as a young person. And so that foundation was laid right there. Where did that take you um, to your next sales gig? What was the next sales gig? Uh, after that, yep. I, I sold office equipment, okay. which was brutal. Yes, it is. I, I was there. I've been there. Right, <laughs> you probably did a lot look, better than I did. Is, it, it's incredible, <laughs> though, because each different thing that I did helped me grow. Yeah. And with office equipment, the tough part about that is uh, you, you, you're, you're making cold calls in offices yeah. with no solicitation sign. Yeah. Yeah, on the thing. I've been there. And look, dude, I, and and you have to get to the point where you're comfortable being uncomfortable. If that makes sense. Yeah. And dude, I would, I do all day long. Yeah. And I'd get fussed. It says no solicitation. And I would say, well, actually, the definition of solicitation is <laughs> trying to sell you something. Right. I'm not, not doing trying it. to sell you anything. Yeah. So we'll see if y'all need anything. Yeah. And some people would like it. Some people would laugh. Okay, charming young man, whatever. Yeah. All right, we're, hey, looking we for, we're looking for a cop here, okay? <laughs> or someone would say, get the hell out of here. Yeah, of course. But whatever, I had the courage to continue. Yeah. And did that for a couple of years. For a couple of years. So you stayed in there a couple of years, pushed through that discomfort. Some, Let's talk about that for a had second. Had some real success. Pushed to the point I was fearless at cold call. What? 
fearless. Enjoyed it. But let's back up here Thrived for a second. In it. Okay. I did. I loved it. But I got to where I loved Coca Cola. Okay, good. Because I thought I was crazy. I've never been that guy. I actually like it. I've never been that guy. So would you say? Would it, okay. So did it turn into a challenge, or did you push through it and on? And, and you became numb to the the. It was just gratifying for me to go into an office that said no solicitation. Yeah. And walk out with an opportunity to quote. That's good. That was like. How long did it take you to overcome the discomfort? Yeah, it takes. It ta you got to do it a lot of times. And so you push yourself you to continue going. going. Just keep going. Wow. So, th so on the to other where, side of that, to where I actually some... enjoy it, really, it's actually a challenge. Really, to go in there, and my goal was to leave with either an opportunity mm -hmm. or a business card, okay, or just a friendly encounter with someone. Very cool. Just a friendly exchange. So you let go of the outcome. Goals. I had little goals. Little goals. I just want to get in here and yeah. interact in a positive way, right? With that no solicitation side on it, well, right, right. You know what I'm saying, man, that's that's good. And and you know, I wish I, I would have had this conversation with you yeah. way back in my days when I sold copiers, because yeah. it didn't go that well for me. Yeah. But it opened a lot of doors. So okay, so you did that. Bring me to the point where you entered the um, the valve industry. So from there, I had another sales job. I sold chemicals, and then from there, yeah, uh, I got I met uh, Mr. Maggard. Yep with uh, the cell maggot mm -hmm. we were going to church together okay and he offered me a, a role in the company now you didn't immediately accept that did you, did you no did you i told him because I, I was doing really good at the Thing chemical company yeah okay I actually had just won a, a national contest so okay i want to cruise nice nice yeah, top so you're feeling guy. pretty good i just got it <laughs> that's good. just won the cruise right and maggot awesome offered me a job i said man i just got this cruise and i'm doing really good and he said joe Dick, let me give you some advice he said, before you say no, why don't you look into this industry yeah. and this opportunity I'm offering you versus the stretch path with what you're on. Yeah. You know, I'd have to be an idiot to not Pass do that. It. Yeah. To not right. think about that. And he did me a huge favor. Yes. Because I didn't have to do a lot of research to realize, all right, it's so like the next day. All right, let's talk some more, you know? Yeah. And and he hired me, and uh, he hired me as an inside salesperson. Yeah. And, the, and, the, and he, I really was totally unfamiliar with the industry and the products. And he told me that, I told him I wanted to be outside sales. And he goes, you're gonna do inside for two years. Right. Until you learn the products. Yeah. And I said, Ernie, it's not gonna take me two years on the products. A little overconfident. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, let's talk in six months. So six months, sure enough, like clockwork, I went and talked to him. I said, all right, boss, it's been about six months. And he goes, yeah, and? I said, I'll, I need the whole two years to really know my stuff, to really be ready. So you agreed with that? So I agreed with him. I appreciate okay. what he said. That's good. That's good. But he gave you a chance. Because the product, the products are technical. They're complex. It's engineered products. And yeah, stuff. yeah. But I dug in and dug in and dug in and dug in. For two and, years. And learned my products. That's good. And, and, and to the to the day, mm -hmm. in two years, he did what he said. He put me outside sales. Very nice. And they gave me some garbage accounts. That's what you do. Yeah. To Gave uh, you some garbage accounts. And I did really, really well in those garbage accounts. Very nice. And it was fun. And how long did you stay in that role? So I was I was in a sales role there for I don't remember man uh, five or six years, and and okay. then they promoted me to VP of sales. VP of sales. Then I became president. President. And uh, then CEO, owner, yeah. and all that stuff. Well, that, it, it was it, a ten year ride from hire to president seat, and I and which so, was totally yeah blows my mind because I didn't go into it expecting that or no. thinking that would be an outcome. Right. So this path, story. this path, that, that, that's extraordinary because 
you almost passed up the opportunity. <laughs> and you got some great advice from the man that said, look, do not pass up an opportunity yeah. you have not investigated. Yep. You realize it was a good opportunity. But I just won a cruise. Man. You just won a cruise. You were on the top of your game. I had in your just mind. won that cruise. Right. Man. I didn't even go on it yet. Oh, okay. You imagine that? And then he talks me into quitting. So I, I win the cruise. <laughs> I'm like, hey, uh, I'm going uh, to get my two-week notice. They, they blew their mind. What are you talking about? You, you just, just want a cruise and some money and this and that. Right. Said, well, you know, I'm sorry. I'm going to take the cash, please. I'm yeah. out of here. Yeah. You know? And you took yeah. the cash. So, okay, good. So, and I don't want to glaze over this because, and I invite people to go back and listen to that journey, but, but you found yourself sales VP, president, and eventually owner Take us into that journey because you had to do, you had opportunities, but then you also, a different level of selling, you had some opportunities that you had to navigate, right? To be able to um, ascend to where you were in that company, president, CEO. Uh, take us on that journey as you would. Well, you know, it was the first time that I went from like, I'll tell you that salespeople who sell anything. Yeah. Uh, really, really, really should take it very serious to be the master of what they're selling. I mean, really know what you're selling, mm -hmm. the ins and outs, you know, how to how to apply it, answer the question, how to sell your company, you know, be like, you know, an exemplary ambassador yeah. of your product and your company. Yeah. And know your stuff. Mm. And most most salespeople Well let's not glaze over that. Don't put in the work. In your opinion, what does that take? So it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of dedication, depending, okay. particularly depending on what you're selling. Okay. Like in the oil and gas industry, I was okay. selling engineered products. Yeah. And so I took it upon myself to actually learn the equations, learn how to use an engineering calculator. My kids will tell you. Yeah. I'd come home from work, we'd eat dinner, and then I would sit at the kitchen table at 10 o'clock at night, practicing, studying, Reading. So you just did, you didn't do this between eight to five. You took responsibility <laughs> yeah. to go above and beyond. And this was the two years prepping to go in outside sales. Ah. Because when I went outside sales, mm. I wanted to to be successful. Yeah. I wanted to know what I was talking about. Okay. I wanted to sit down with an engineer. Yeah. And know it better than he could possibly know it. That's good. And do the math and do the formulas and not rely on a sizing program. And, and know my stuff. Really what were, you, what were your stuff. counterparts doing uh, after five o'clock in the afternoon? After three o'clock in the uh, afternoon. <laughs> Well, I, I saw, actually saw this, and, and some of them are listening, I apologize, but what I saw was a culture of kind of laziness Yeah. and, and customers calling for something and then going and picking up the opportunity, bring it back, get it quoted, bring it, no real true discipline, work ethic, Initiative. tenacity to learn, yeah. to be an expert, and, 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 and we were the number two brand in the industry mm -hmm. behind a giant. Mm. Same mines, Pepsi, Coke, all over again. Sure, I'm taking those guys down. Yeah. So I just, it was, it was a way to motivate myself in a positive way, respectful yeah. competition, well, no, absolutely. absolutely respectful competition. And you know, going back to what you said, I hope that, they, they to drove me. They motivated. They motivated. Okay. Because I want to be bigger and better than them. Yes, absolutely. So you, so, so you were, you were fighting the for big, my company. Yeah, absolutely. For our company. And so you were fighting. So, so, and it's not to, it's not to dig on anybody. I think across industries, my perspective, I worked with over 200 companies yeah. in the sales training industry. And what I've seen is that across the industry, you got A players, B players, and C players when it comes to sales. The A players are driven, many times self-driven. The B players can be led and mentored, and sometimes the C players rise. But, but, but we have that. It's, a, it's a natural uh, situation. I think, I think the problem that I see, and, and, and when we grew to be what we became at some point. Yeah. I had, we had 50 outside sales guys, 50, okay. five zero. Okay. And, and about 10 
uh, specialists, yeah. uh, product specialists, so about 60 outside salespeople. Yeah. And uh, there were probably 20% of them that just left it on the mat. Yeah. They were uh, comfortable. And, look, and a lot of people, uh, it's crazy because a lot of people would ask me, what did you do to be successful? Right. And I'll take the time to explain it. Sure. But very few people take the time to do it. And I've had I've had a couple. It's super cool to watch. Yeah. Because when they do do yeah the work, they excel. But they're few and far between, aren't they? They thrive. And a lot of people, unfortunately, when they get the job that they want, yeah, they're all excited about that. Sure. And 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 they do just basically the minimum that's required of them. Yeah. To keep their job. And and th there's not a lot of people that just have this ferocious tenacity mm -hmm. to. You know, to 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 be the best at their craft and uh, do the best that they can possibly do for their family, their company, and 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 just be a try to be an expert in that industry as a whole. Sure. Just think big about what you can do with yourself and by yourself, absolutely. and it will become that. That's cool. But most people don't do it. You're absolutely right. You know, I remember a conversation you and I had just to pull the curtain back here. Uh, I used to work for Joey. Uh, at a company, and we're gonna talk a little bit more about that. But um, Joey and I were having a conversation. I was doing, I was about to do a negotiation skills training for a group of salespeople, <laughs> and um, and and I remember one of the guys that was coming into class, and I didn't know this back then. I learned about this years later. But um, you you had told me there was a guy that had just uh, left. He was about to go to a competitor, and you said, Dwayne, I don't want that guy in the class because I said, why? He said, you said, because he's going to our competition, which I get and I understand. But in my mind, I'm thinking, well, Joey, I teach a lot of people these concepts, but very few of them apply it. And that's and that's what I was thinking. I think that's a conversation we had. So don't worry about it. He's not going to apply it anyway. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and later, years later, I heard somebody say, if, you, if I give everybody my book with, with all of my stuff in it, and 100 people of them have the, have the book, 30 of them are going to read it, five of them are going to take one or two ideas and think it's a great idea, two or three might actually apply it and get a yeah, result. Yeah. So there are a few for, far between. It's interesting. And that's what you're saying. But what's really cool about that, Yeah. okay, and this is why I love talking to young people today. I love talking to 18-year-olds, 17-year-olds. Mm. Sure. They have no idea what they want to be. Mm. Don't even have a great opportunity uh, to go to college. You know, might come from a rough background, think there's no hope and there's no future. Sure. And I'm telling you, those people, can can do these things yeah. well, yeah. and carve their own future out in the United States of America, bro. Absolutely, this day. Yeah, most, because most people are media. Most people are, are doing the yeah. bare minimum. Yeah, I didn't mean to cuss. You need to clip it. <laughs> I'll put explicit on this episode. Most, that. most, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lindsay said, "Joey, do not cuss." <laughs> My girlfriend said, "I'm like, I'm gonna drop some f bombs." I'm sorry, but, but most people. You know, either do what's required, maybe a little extra. Very few people yeah. really go all in with what their own potential and their own capabilities are. Yeah. And then if they do, because most people don't, you, it's easy to stand out. It's easy to rise above. And if you're not in that right company that recognizes you for that, that right environment, mm. then you move to another company that does recognize you. Absolutely. But if you're not given 100%, how do you know if it's you or the company? That's correct. If you're always giving 100% and you always leave it on the mat, you will learn that the company behind you doesn't have the right product, the right 
backing the right this, the right that, the right message, the right mm -hmm. something. Yeah. Because you're doing your part 100%. Yeah. Whereas most people always blame the company, blame the company, and they're not doing their part either. Absolutely. So. Well, not only that, and then you find some people who they can't seem to fight, find that right fit, but they are driven, yeah. like you were driven. Those are the people who become entrepreneurs. They're like, I can do this. I'm gonna tell you, Dwayne, it, it's really cool to talk about this stuff because when I was a Pepsi guy, yeah. in my wildest dreams, I never imagined I'd be the CEO of a company. Yeah. In my wildest dreams. Yeah. When I was hired at the entry level yeah. of the cell matter, I never in my wildest dreams thought that in 10 years I'd be the president. And I, I didn't set out to be. Mm. That wasn't my goal, I'm gonna be the president in 10 years. That's ridiculous. Yeah. My goals were small. I wanna be the best, most valuable, to the company inside salesperson that they have. I want to know my product. I want people to come to me with the questions because I got the answers because I'm putting in the work. Mm. Just a little goal. If there's an opportunity to promote, I want to be the obvious choice. Just yeah. little things like that. Yeah. And then I would get that promotion. Yeah. Well, I'll be damn it work. Because yeah, because you became the person. Yeah, and then every and every level I got to, I had that same mentality. Yeah. Everyone. Wow. And every time I got that next move up, and it was that was really the goal. If there's an opportunity for promotion, I want to be the obvious choice. Yeah. I don't want, you know, it to be even a second thought as to who who should we move into that role. Mm -hmm. And that was always my mindset. That's good. And in ten years I was president, and I never would have imagined that. Ten years. Yeah. And That's our, crazy. Part owner, yeah. And part owner. Yeah, man. You know, it's like we never know what kind of opportunities are gonna open up in front of us. And so it's like, That's do correct. the very best you can right here with part. what you got, and the doors will open. And a lot of people don't realize too though, that if they leave it on the mat, they can be rewarded. So people mm. are like, they don't care about me, blah, blah, blah. You, to be successful in, a, in, in anything, you have to have positive vibration. You cannot walk around being a negative person and get anywhere in life. Yeah, you're right. It ain't gonna happen. It's about your vibration, your attitude. It is not about skin color. It is vibration. I agree 100%. Because you attract light. Absolutely. You know, and you repel. I, I heard... If you're positive and you exude positivity yeah. and do everything else with that, things will happen for you in this country. Absolutely. Absolutely. I heard somebody, Even if you come from nothing. I heard somebody say uh, one time that a positive person can take about two seconds in a room with a negative person and vice versa. Because the vibration is just repel, you know? But but I want to highlight what you That's just so said huge, there. Though, Anybody in this country, it doesn't depend on skin color, it doesn't depend, it, it's about attitude, work ethic. And vibration. And, and vibration and ownership. Energy, positive energy, ownership too. Personal ownership. Ownership. Listen, even it's if I work word. for a company, it's I a need word. to show up every day like I own that company. That's a good word. And treat it. Well, not just that, you own Every opportunity you get. All right, so if a customer gives you an opportunity, yep. own it. Don't, yeah. I know you're going to have to bring back the thing to the office for somebody quoted. Yeah. Well, just drop it off. Okay, he's quoting it. We'll see what happens after he quotes it. No, that's your opportunity till you get the order, start to finish. You make sure you look at the quote before it goes in. You make sure you know what's in there. You can communicate when he calls you about it. You know, you, you, you follow it all the way down to the end, and then after they buy it, and after they deliver it, you make sure he's happy with it own the opportunity too many salespeople. well i got the quote throw it inside sale next we'll get another quote yeah it's terrible yeah it's terrible yeah we face that watch out for that uh, dagger behind you luckily it's not <laughs> a real one that's all right um yeah so okay so ownership's let's, huge ownership's huge and 
And the, but you know, here's the thing: ownership's huge, but but sales, unlike any other profession out there, gives us the ability if we do what you are talking about right there, literally to write our own ticket. Absolutely. And what we want. Absolutely. And the only limit is our attitude, and our work it's ethic. Yourself. Yeah. You can carve your future out because most people aren't doing. If everybody was doing what I'm saying, the opportunity wouldn't be as big. Right. But they're not. They're not. So therefore, it is. So it, so it's hard work, but it's not it's it's not a, it's not miles, it's inches to to, it's, to to make a difference. It is, but it's but it's it's very it takes incredible discipline, uh, consistency. Mm -hmm. You know, every day. You know, you, you can't really take a day off. If you take a day off, you're taking a day off. But I'm talking about if you're showing up at work, you don't take the day off. You're at work, hundred percent all day, every day. Until the day is over, it, you got to be consistent, and, and you have to have passion. You got to believe in what you're selling. You have to, um, and you have to have a positive energy. If you're negative, people don't even want you around them. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about your journey um, when you start and where you are right now, and you see how sales has transformed, changed, evolved. And let's talk about fundamental sales principles because you talked about it being a psychology, right? But fundamental sales principles. So I, I want you to pull apart what used to work in sales that's no longer working and what's working now. Well, I think, I think uh, there are a lot of things that are very consistent, mm -hmm. okay? Even back then till now that are the same. And, 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 and maybe I'm not gonna be able to answer your question perfectly, but I think about all the different types of products I've sold in, in the different industries, mm -hmm. and some of them being just a straight price product or a brand or a commodity or an engineer. There's all these different situations that I've been blessed to be in. And what's consistent mm -hmm. is are these these principles that I'll tell you about if you know what I'm saying, if you have a a work ethic and a positive attitude and you learn your product and you, you carry yourself in a positive way and you're kind and you smile and you and you're not out there trying to sell something, you know. Sure. That, I think that's an old, that's an older thing where people are always trying to sell stuff. I think it's, I think it's about presenting things in a way where people want to buy from you, right? Get to know the person, get to know their world, understand, you know, them. Take time to listen to them, and and what they're going through and what's interesting to them and what they care about. Don't go in there with a goal to sell them something, you know what I'm saying? Because then yeah. people don't like to be sold. And I think that's probably the biggest change is because is, uh, back back in a lot of the sales training that I took over the years yep. was yep. Yeah. trying to manipulate somebody into buying something when when in reality uh, people people don't want to be sold. Yeah. You know. They want to buy stuff. They want to buy stuff and, and if and, and you can actually present yourself that way. Yeah. But you have to know your products mm -hmm. and your company, and you have to know the answers to the questions, and you have to be consistent. You have to follow up. Do what you know. A lot of times, sales guys make promises on sales call. Yeah, well, I'm gonna come back and see you next week. When they don't. Yeah. If you say you're gonna do something, yeah, do it every time. Yeah. Do it every time. That drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it erodes trust. And, and, you know, in right. and, and some of the things. So there's some inconsistencies. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of things that are the same, but yeah. I do think. Some of the training methods are different based upon. Sure. Th there's been, um, the world has changed so much, you know, with social media. And people are bombarded with ads and bombarded with people.
people trying to sell them stuff. Content, so, information, sales yeah, pitches, it's, it's, yeah. marketing. Yep, 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 yep. So, so with that being said, it, that was a great setup for the fact that the world has changed. That fly is Absolutely. one that would be in the video. Um, the, <laughs> but, but, but it's changed a lot and, and COVID just kind of turned everything upside down on its head and we find ourselves having to connect, build relationships, sell our products and services, offer them uh, in a completely different environment. Mm -hmm. So um, how, how, what changes have you seen since say March of 2020? I'll tell you what, it's, um, COVID has been absolutely brutal and devastating for a lot of people, a lot sure. of companies. Sure. Uh, I can't tell you that a positive mindset can turn around everything that happened with COVID. Yeah. Right? Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Uh, I do know people that are in sales in various industries through COVID. Yeah. And and I guess it depends on where you are in your career, uh, how many relationships do you already have built. If you're just starting, man, it's tough. Yeah. If you're just starting out and, and for a company or selling and you really don't have the relationships built yet and you're trying to talk to people during COVID when they're not letting people come to the facilities and this and that, mm. that's gotta be really, really hard. Really brutal. Yeah, and then and there are those that already have a customer base built up mm -hmm. where people do like to buy from them and they still, some of them have done fairly well through, through COVID, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, but I would say if you're the, the, you're the new guy, the young guy, the, you know, don't have a rapport built yet for the price you're selling or whatever, I would, I would absolutely take this time to, to self-study. I'd, I'd make more phone calls a day. I'd, I would do, do more work. everything you can possibly do in this time to better yourself and, and to creatively push your product. Mm -hmm. Try everything. The mm -hmm. worst thing you can do is just say, oh, it's hopeless, it's useless. Uh, well, there's no hope. I'm yeah. not, you know, I, don't, I can't win. I have nothing to sell. Nobody answers the phone. Worst thing you can do. Yeah. Get up every day, leave it on the mat. Try something different. Under those circumstances, and you, at the end of it, yeah, you're going to be better. Look, even if you didn't make it rain in that period, you're going to be better when that period's over. Yeah. You're going to be better. You'll be stronger. Um, mm -hmm. Good. So, so in okay. So I, I don't know if you want to talk about this. We didn't really set this up, but your current company. The role you're playing in it and yes. and how sales happen for you guys before covid and now that covid's in there well, so tell us about your company and you can and you can brand it and all that kind of stuff yeah, and tell yeah. us where to go and all that kind of stuff but but yeah just kind of set us up and then tell us what it looks like so i'm in a, I'm in a completely different uh industry completely I, different know, the set point stuff we talked about the yeah, so minor, obviously so oil and gas and petrochemical yeah. and all that and engineered products for that and now uh, what I'm into is personal protection. Mm -hmm. we, have a, we have a personal protection device that actually takes a cell phone case mm -hmm. and it's a, you know, it's, a, it's a backup battery, but it has a concealed stun gun in it. So we actually turn your cell phone into a self-defense weapon. Wow. It's got an app combined with it yeah. that when you use the product to defend yourself, sure. it videos the bad the assailant sends the uh, video to did a you, private did, server. Did, did your sales spike whenever all the riots started to happen? And our sales <laughs> way up. I, I can imagine. People, people said, okay, we want something <laughs> right. to protect ourselves. And so, and it's, it's, it's falls into the non-lethal category. So a lot of people don't want to carry a gun. Sure. And uh, this is a, a real good alternative to that in that it's the most powerful civilian stun gun that you can purchase in terms of its output power. And again, what's it called? It's called Yellow Jacket. Yellow Jacket. Do you have, we have a website, website? yellowjacketcase.com. Yellowjacketcase.com. Yeah, and we um, we have we're in the process of 
a capital a capital raise for growth. Yeah. And we're going to move the manufacturing from China to the U.S. I'm super excited about that. Sure. So we're we're in that in that process. We expect to be funded, fully funded. I funded everything myself up to this point. We've got eight patents on the product. Very nice. Global patents, all kind of stuff. And we've done some designs, but we've um, post funding. We're moving the manufacturing here, and we're. Everything is going to be uh, made in America, and then we've got five new products we're launching with this product. Very cool. And, uh, and y'all started the company how so long So right ago? now we only sell. We started the company about four years ago, but really up to this point, it's just been like um, making one model at a time. Sure. Bolstering the intellectual property, the yeah. IP, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, testing the market. Yeah. Getting market validation, proof of concept. So we've done all those things. That's beautiful. And for about the last seven months eight months we've been in this capital raise process sure and that we're getting really close to closing out i think either december or january we'll be funded then we're going to make everything in america and i'm really proud of that that's 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 awesome and yeah. congratulations on that um Thank you. correct me if i'm wrong here but in the capital raising process there's some sales involved in making that happen hey man look talk to us about that to get to get someone to let go of the kind of money we're talking about sure i mean it's it's uh I don't know if sales is the right word because even though it technically, by definition, I would say falls under that. Sure. But it's really about um, authentically bringing value. Authentic value, right? Okay. Legitimate, authentic value. And all the work that we put into the company so far, all the work that we put into our, the, the future that, you know, that we're building sure. with this company, and our capacity to communicate that in an effective way. That's what I was about to say. Communicating yeah. it in an effective way yeah. is where I see the sales part coming that, in. That's a great point. It, it technically is, but... Um, and I've never been on that side of but, what you're but, talking but about. Can, but, but I can tell you, we, we did so, I think we did such a good job in uh, our conservative approach sure. to the, uh, the projections going forward and mm -hmm. the number of units that uh, we, we didn't start out trying to okay, we need this much money, so let's build some financials to prove we need this much money. We built from the ground up what we think we can do in terms of sales per product gotcha, over gotcha, time, gotcha. Yeah. and then we built it from there. Yeah. And and it's an authentic uh, uh, financial detail yep. uh, projection, Yeah. and then we have a full business plan that goes with it, That's good. and all the projections out for the next five years, and I'm going to tell you, I went like personally super conservative because I, I like to uh, I like to deliver on what I say mm -hmm. and then you see it so we we under we believe we're under projecting and actually everybody we've shown it to thinks we're under projecting too that's good so that's, that's a good, good place to be yeah under promise over deliver and that's we want to we want to meet our commitments that's particularly good. to somebody who's trusting us with their money yeah, as absolutely. an investment absolutely. well good and so it's a uh, yellow jacket case Yellow Jacket Case, and we're on Instagram, it's Yellow Jacket Case. Okay. And on Facebook, it's Yellow Jacket Case. Mm-hmm. And so we've only got a limited number of models right now for just a few iPhones. Sure. But once we uh, make it here, we're gonna have it for all the Samsungs, all the iPhones, and some other models, like uh, there's a, a phone called Plus One, it's the, like the number one phone in India, which okay. is a huge market. Very cool, yeah, a huge and, market. And then South America, a big one is a company called Blue, B-L-U. So these people are wanting us to make K 
cases for their phones Very because nice. those markets are yeah. international, yeah. huge oh, markets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we have a lot going on with that. I'm excited about that. Yep. And this thing, Dwayne, I think we can make a difference in, in reducing sexual assaults, uh, sex trafficking, um, possibly uh, have an impact in a positive way on, um, you know, reducing uh, negative crime statistics against women. That's, that's good. A, that's so. And that's a great we mission. Got some cool stuff. That's uh, a great mission. Cool stuff in the works. You know, so it's it, so it's it's phenomenal to see the journey. I mean, I've seen a lot of the path. I, I came in after you were CEO at set point, but I heard the great stories, and we've had great conversations in many instances about what it takes to succeed in this industry well, of selling. Can I interrupt you on that point? No, please. What's neat about that, because my journey, we're talking about my journey some, and when when I became president at the Cell Maggard, yeah. our company's size was like 16 million in annual revenue. Yeah. And then like three and a half years later, we're like 48 million. And then um, we buy it, we, we you know, ended up uh, selling the company to a Dutch company, acquiring another company, and all of a sudden, were like 500 employees and I was used to speaking to a room full of people 20 people in a yeah. room full of engineers or sales guys or whatever sure. 20 30 people sure and now all of a sudden I've got 200 <laughs> people in a room yeah <laughs> and, and 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 to be able to effectively communicate to a bigger group is a lot harder than it is to a small group and when I say effectively communicate I mean that I want to have these meetings yeah and I want to uh, affect a change after the meeting, you know what I'm saying? I want to have an impactful dialogue with these people to the extent that, okay, this is the new mission, let's go. And to be able to communicate that in a solid way, I didn't feel like I was qualified. We grew so big, so fast. And my whole journey has, has been about self-training, self-teaching, continuing to grow as I grew. And yep. and so we uh, we hired your company. Yeah, that's, and, when, I, and, that's and, when I came into the picture. I had, me and my management team weren't that great at public speed. We, we were okay. I mean, it, I could you did great. You did great. And then you came in, and, and I thought you did a fantastic job. And I remembered signing that form that said I couldn't hire you from the company when I hired, when I we contracted y'all. Sure. And I'm thinking the whole time, man, I need this guy on our team. I need him here training us how to, because we're growing so fast. Sure. How to teach these, these guys leadership, you know, better communication, sales training, all the things. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, for the sake of the audience, I was able to, uh, I talked to you about it, you said, I'm not supposed to talk to you about that, Joey. Call the company. I said, all right, I'll call the company. Yeah. And we have a conversation, and so look, I'd like to hire your uh, your man, Dwayne Huff. I have an opening. I think it'd be really good for him and his family. I would appreciate if you would not uh, try to block that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, you know, they had, well, would you, you know, would you still use us for some training and blah, blah, blah? Of course I would. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and uh, next thing you know, Dwayne's on the team. That's Cheers. right, man. Cheers, man. And, and what a great opportunity because, you know, um, and just for the audience uh, sake, just the, this, my, my journey, um, if I haven't told this story on the podcast before, uh, I spent the first part of my 12 years doing this as a contract trainer and then supplemented that with building new relationships, right? Yeah. And when you found me, we had that conversation but it was also that I'd been on the road so much mm -hmm. and I loved it. I really did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was passionate about what yeah. I was doing. Yeah, you weren't expecting some guy to try to hire you. I wasn't, I wasn't. <laughs> and so there was, it was a couple things going on and I said, Joey, I said, I appreciate the offer, man. I said, but but I'm doing my thing, man. I'm in my place. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't know that I want to come off the road. I said, however, 
I'm about to have our third child. My wife's about to have our yeah, third yeah, child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so from and that standpoint, they work out yeah. a good time. Yeah, that's cool. And it's like because my first, my first son, my second son, uh, when he was born, I went on the road 12 years ago, and he didn't know me for the first two years of his life. Right. And I did not want that for my daughter, especially after she was born. And we made that bonding connection, so I called Joey up after. He left the door open, he said, because I, I told him no thank you. But he said, well, leave the door open, just like just like yeah, Mr. Maggard did Mr. for you. Did, that's right. I mean, it came full circle, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And you said, keep the mind open, and if yeah. something changes, give me a call. And it did, and so I did. And I'm going to tell you, I really appreciate the opportunity on so many levels, but I think the biggest level I appreciate it on is I got to see all of the inner workings and human dynamic Right. of being inside of a company a big, a big growing company a big growing company and having to be yeah. responsible and accountable for the results well a big company that we just integrated to companies too they had a lot of dynamics going on man no it did it did you know and, and, and i couldn't have asked for yeah, a more yeah, perfect storm yeah. because now when i do my training there's so much more depth yeah, yeah. and i don't assume things yeah you know and i know you know and i know how to navigate those yeah. things and i would have never had that opportunity well, that's awesome you know what i'm saying so that's so good. so it's, it was definitely a win-win situation and we've kept yeah. the relationship uh and i've seen you grow through things you've seen me grow through things yep. and it all comes back down to this is that is that and we were talking about this before the shoot here it really comes down to the principles of leadership caring yeah serving yep uh, supporting, going the distance, making sure everybody on your team is taken care of. Yep. Because you know yeah, when you giving, do that, you'll succeed. Giving, giving people the tools that they need to succeed and get out of their way. And most managers want to be a boss and kick their feet up and talk down to people. I mean, you know what I'm saying? There's so much need for leadership training in, the, in, in all industries and for sales training and um, communication training. And so you should be... I mean, if people would actually step up and, and invest in their people the way they should, yeah. there's not enough hours in the day we, for... We know in all, fair, yeah. in all fairness, it, it's so many times training is a... They're being sold training yeah, yeah. that it's not going to take, it's not going to last because the support's not in place that's to make right. it take long term. Yeah, which is why I And so they throw thousands of dollars. That's, that's why I hired you because I wanted it to be you a wanted it to be Yes, you wanted it to be integrated. So consistency, accountability, yeah. right? And uh, anyway, so no, definitely, and, and I really appreciate the conversation and your perspective on sales and what makes us able to succeed no matter who we are, yeah. what our situation or circumstances find, yeah. but if we have the right attitude, the right, the right vibrations, the right focus and the dedication and commitment and consistency, right. there's nothing we can't do. That's absolutely correct. And sales is the best job out there in my opinion. It is awesome. But a lot of, pe but a lot of people think sales is... I want to be a sales guy, I'm going to take people to lunch, I'm going to play golf, and blah, blah, blah. And they really don't realize that uh, you have to deal with a lot of rejection. You, the work that it takes to be really good at what you do, and the discipline, and the, you know, the follow-up, and the, you know, relationship building, and there's a lot to it. But truly, a lot of people get into it because they think it's fun and cool, and they don't have to do much. And that's the wrong, that is totally wrong. Yeah. To be successful at it, it's a hard job. Well, one thing I want to but it is a rewarding job. It is a very rewarding yeah. job, and one thing I want to push, yeah. I want to go back to as we as we start to wrap this up is this: one of the most critical things, and I wish I'd have known this to the level you did back when I was in uh, my early. I think I learned it in pharmaceutical sales because I was forced into it. Yeah. But you took it upon yourself to push through that discomfort. Yeah. There's no situation out there where if you're going to be good, yeah. you're not going to face some kicks in the teeth, some punch in the guts some discomfort, some chewing out, uh, some don't bother me, some no thanks. To, yeah. You're gonna have some difficult conversations. Yeah. It's gonna hurt, Yeah. 
But I always like to say this, one of the best pieces of advice anybody gave me in my career early on, they said, Dwayne, what would you do if you knew that you could not fail? And I thought that was great advice at that point. It opened my mind to the possibilities, my right. vibrations went up. But I realized that was a very stupid question. Yeah. Because we're gonna fail. Yeah, yeah. And in sales, we're gonna fail over, oh, you're and, gonna over lose. and over and over and over again. Lose. And I always hated to lose. Yeah. But you're gonna lose some. And, and here's the thing that I would tell anybody in sales. The ones that you lose, the big ones, the hard ones, the one you really wanted, the one you fought for, the big order, whatever, the important thing that you lost Man, analyze the hell out of that man. Evaluate it. The good, the bad, the good, analyze the, bad, and the ugly. Analyze the. And most people run away from it. Study what you did right. Study what you did wrong. Mm. Think about it. Yeah. Listen, even have a look. If the customer will let you. Yeah. Say, man, I'd come in peace. That's right. I did. We're not, not going to do this deal. I didn't deserve your business because you didn't get it. So I didn't deserve it. Right. Why'd you buy from that guy? Yeah. Help me understand. Help me get better. Yeah. People don't do that kind of thing. No, they don't. I'm telling you, that's huge, bro. That's that ego. is huge. It's ego. Bro. That's huge. You know, and, and one of the things that I think I realized over time... And when you do those kind of things, you won't lose that next big one. Yeah. Most likely. Well, not only that, but but the whole thing about what would you try if you knew you could not fail, I think it matured in me. And, and the, the question became, what would you try if you knew you were going to fail, it was going to hurt, yeah. you were going to gonna want to quit, but the next morning you get up, wake up refreshed, and you're going to go back out again. What are you going to pursue then? Yeah, yeah. And I think... That's to a your, better way to ask him. Well, to, yeah, to your point is that yeah. if you can find something where you believe in yourself, you believe in the company, the company supports you, and you can give it everything you got and realize mm -hmm. that you can make a difference or you're passionate about it, like you mentioned. That's right. That's what you go for. Yeah. Because you're gonna fail. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But if you don't stop long enough to analyze and learn from it. Well, another and another great thought is this. Okay. I think with all the technology changes and all these younger people now that have this, just my everything is instant gratification, man. They can get inst instant information, instant everything, instant, 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 instant. And the things I'm talking about, the things you're talking about today, are not instant. Right. You have to work, be patient. Mm -hmm. It might take two to three years for you to be, you know, as good as you can possibly be in the craft of the industry or whatever it is that you are. And you've got to put in that work. You've got to get there. You have to be patient. You're not going to get instant. Uh, you know, not, promotions no. and instant raises and just be patient. Instant put it, business. Put in the work and be patient a couple, three years. And you'll figure out if you're in the wrong environment, if you're doing 100% of yourself, what you can do yourself 100%, working, doing those extra sales calls in the afternoon and not shutting down early, every little thing you can do. If you're doing that, you'll know you're eventually in the wrong environment. You just make a change until you find the right environment. That's right. But you bring that wherever you go. Yeah. And the sky's the limit in America. I agree, man. Thank you so much. This Thank has you. been a great time, and I appreciate your right. wisdom and your insights, and thanks for Thank sharing you, selflessly with us. Thank you, Dwayne. Selflessly with us. Thank you, Dwayne. 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 Thank